Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. This episode is brought to you by Prospect, the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. Home to a curated selection of classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Kama, Saucony, as well as local and global main streetwear brands like Relief, Ellis, Rottweiler, Stussy, and more, not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dodo collection. Sneaker and streetwear enthusiasts can experience Prospect's curated boutique through their online store, and now you, Sneaker History listeners, can get 10% off all orders from the Prospect website with the code HISTORY10. That's promo code HISTORY10 at prospectsd.com. That's P-R-S-P-C-T-S-D.com. Georgian trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! The Sneaker History Podcast. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I am Robbie. These are my pod mates, Mike and Rowett. What up, what up, what up? (laughs) What up, people? How are my galactic friends doing? You know... I'm good, man. I'm as good as uh, Marcus Jordan prepping to start a new uh, new collaboration. Just the back door. That's how good I'm doing. <laughs> well, what's more on that? I don't remember. What are you talking about? You haven't seen yeah, that? Mike. No, so, no, no. Go for it. Marcus Jordan has made his way back to social media, saying that he's uh, just saw the new Trophy Room collaboration, and that's his his latest tweet since the whole. Uh, debauchery that was the trophy room one release and the, okay. the comments have been my place to find humor because there's not a single person there who's like yeah i can't wait to see it it's just they're wrecking his cat and i think he literally there's not been a single tweet after that he I, other than the fact that he's got a great handle because i believe he's hair jordan is he not yes like the air air yeah air air jordan yeah, yeah. English, not my first language. Love. You guys know that. No, but what's interesting is the fact that there is just a lack of self-awareness. And I always thought his dad kind of bought into the self-awareness as evident by some of his genes. And he did a great job as a kind of random segue to the Hall of Fame proceedings this weekend. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is – we're used to Jordan's having good offensive awareness. And his aware- awareness is offensive to me. So, I don't know. Like <laughs> – I hope it comes together. I hope that the next release and all future releases that are trophy room centric are those that are honorable and nobody feels gypped or misguided because they tried to purchase that product. But the proof is in the pudding. And right now the pudding is pretty salty. So salty. (laughs) I thought I put sugar in here. uh, I guess it was salt. 
Maybe it's that other white powder. What did I put in there? Oh, that's different problems. No. <laughs> that's that's tone deaf to a different level, but that's that that's that's whatever. Really, how are you? I'm doing great. Um yeah, just another sunny day here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you and I were kind of chatting about what the playoff picture is looking. So I'm looking forward to uh, the hangout that we'll have. But yeah, can't complain. We're right near the preface, or uh, what is it? The margins of summer. So excited about that because we've been really lucky and the weather's been agreeing with us. So here's hoping that's an indicator for the future season. I hope it's going to be a good plan tournament as in the lakers win that's the only way it's a good play in tournament i'm gonna be like that about it um so i guess i'll just say i'm good nothing really new to report here um funny story but i'm gonna bring it up with what i'm copying so i'll just go first go for since it. i have a funny story to it um i'll backtrack even more when i'm rocking first um i actually wore the uh, kid super studio rs2k again the past couple days and on my instagram i challenge people to find somebody else with this kind of footwear on on sunday and monday nobody that thing looks huge on stream bro like i know what you're 12 13 yeah the sucker looks like ridiculously large and like in the camera it's such a great weird shoe it's dope it's a slip-on I love how it's like it feels like a sleeping bag on top, but it's an actual like RS midsole and tooling. Like this is not a house slipper. This That's is a not house something. Shoe, bro. It's a house shoe. No, this this is like <laughs> this is like a you go walk the dog in. This is like is you can go. No, definitely not. I'll but it's just like it a, it's just like an actual like all this black here. It's an actual shoe. It's not just like house slipper it's not a clog it's an actual rs comfortable shoe um but like i was saying with my copping um soul supremacy a couple times a month does a 99 cent opening bid ebay sale and there's no minimums it just goes so i always put like low ass ball i put like low ball offers and a whole bunch of different shoes (laughs) and i just like i go about my week i don't even look at it again um, an example of this would be both the orange and the yellow Jordan 18s, the retros oh. from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I, I put it like $60. I didn't win, but the winning bids were like 72. So I was close. Ooh, close. <laughs> so I was really close. And then I was like, whew, kind of dodged those. So I didn't want to win it. But <laughs> I did, I did win, um, a shoe that I returned back to Nike because I didn't even want to resell it. I was like, this is just too small. I like it, but it doesn't fit. It's a shoe I've seen Rowett wear, the Air Max Ultra Mark Parker. Ooh, um, ah, the, I put nice. a bit of $40, and it won at 40 bucks. DS, hey. no box. Nice. But my, my size 12 didn't fit, so this is a size 13. So it's going to fit this time. Um, that's the only reason why I got rid of it the first time. It, just, it didn't fit. I tried it on. I was like, these are uncomfortable. I am never going to wear these. These are going to go back. That's a come um, up, sir. But yeah, forty dollars. They get you with the shipping. It's eighteen dollars in shipping, but it's going to be top. here Wednesday. Listen, if you get that shoe for less than a hundred, considering what people were willing to pay for it when it first came out, because I think wasn't it commemorating the very first Air Max Day? It was. Yeah. 
it was going to do hotter and then it, it, it flopped a little bit, but it's still, I could have resold, like I could go resell it right now for more than a hundred dollars. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. But 58 out the door, I'll take that. And it's two day shipping. So it's going to be here Wednesday. So at least I get them. I pay for 18 bucks in shipping, but at least it's fast. Yeah. So that's okay. Cause, cause I, you pay 10 bucks on all the stuff that takes five days. So I think you, yeah. Hey man. I'm just cheap. Like um, Mike brought up getting the Kamikaze too low in Europe, and I'm like, ah, that shipping. So here I am, contradicting myself. But that's that's my random pickup. My random pickup already happened, but it's still a new cop because I totally forgot I even put that bit in. So, boom. Not mad at it. Not mad at it. How about Mike, one what of are you, you two? Rocking? What are you copping? What I am rocking has been something I've been chasing and been whining about for the last couple of weeks. Finally got my hands on the New Balance 550. This one just happened hey. to be the, uh, the ALD collaboration, which was actually it was cheaper than some of the GR colorways on GOAT. So I was like, well, I'm just going to grab this one. Dude, it's a, it's a good shoe. It really is that I love low-cut retro basketball stuff like Jordan 4s, Jordan 3s, this. Like, dude, it's – it's solid. I think if you can get a pair, it doesn't have to be this collaboration. Just get a pair in your hands, and I think it's a good wear. Kind of weird size into it. The, the heel and, like, the opening is kind of very wide, so it's a little heel slippage. But dope shoe nonetheless. Um, hopefully one day they're just able to sit around on the website so we can all get them for on sale. That'd be nice. If you squint, it's a Jordan 3 from here. See, I was thinking, yeah. I was kind of looking at that. Like uh... It's kind of like... Jordan three yep. is Jordan no. four. So, it came out the same year to Jordan four, and I can kind of mm-hmm. see the basic similarities and like height and things like that. A little shape. The N is for not three or not, not four. <laughs> but um, Coppin, uh, I have to say shout out to a buddy of mine who has graced me with a pair of Curry eights in the International Women's Day colorway. I love hey. that lavender color. Uh, coming, they should be here Friday. Jelly. Uh, so I'm super stoked to know. I mean, it's going to come up in conversation later. What we're, what we're talking about today, but I'm super stoked to have those. Chill. Yeah, man. No, those are fantastic. I think Curry Atru especially has grown on me as we've gotten through the season and we'll talk about it later, but I'll use that lavender segue to talk about my rock. Ooh. The confetti. Yeah. I wanted uh, that one so bad. No, uh, we were fortunate in the sense that Nike Town had a secret opening here in Portland, if you will, at 930. And your boy got the last pair of 10, so I was happy. And plus, a dear friend of mine has designed the shoe. He's the lead designer. So anytime you can show love to your friends, that's awesome. And then keeping on this mismatch theme, my attempts to cop, I entered, I think, two raffles today for the What the P Rods. But I think they won't be out until the 25th. So Mm -hmm. here's open fingers crossed. But, you know, when it comes to a raffle, I'm really not putting that much stake in it. But. It is what it is. I respect the shoe. Yeah. Good looking shoe. Respect the technique. Let's just keep the Rowit train rolling. What do we have for reviews? Respecting the technique and taking a reference to 90s hip hop, we have a review from the Five Dog, RIP to the Five Dog. And the Five Dog has given us five stars. I've always said I was going to leave a review, so why not now? Disregard the time if you see it. I've been listening to the podcast for about a year, and now it's part of my weekly schedule. Over this time, I think I've interacted with all of you on Twitter or IG. 
Also, the ad is the same as above. I've been in the sneaker since 1994 via the East Bay Magazine. Shout out to the true OG. So it's refreshing to hear about sneakers from men closer to my age. Discussing sneakers isn't great with a 20-year-old, 20, 20 LOL. Long story short, keep up the great work. The My Favorite series are amazing, and I hope you keep it up, especially with the corresponding IG post with the pics. One day, I'll join the Patreon and Discord, and we can discuss the best coming gummy, wow, coming candy. Oof. Gummy candy. Not the biggest on M&Ms, though. Two fingers, the five dog. We seven salute you, sir, for that awesome review. We've been pandering for it, so please continue to do that. But we can't look. Uh, we're not going to be. Holy crap. I don't even know what I'm going to say. I'm just excited that you've even contemplated <laughs> deciding to join us on the Patreon and the Discord because we love that community and we love new members in that community. So enough of me talking. Where are we today, gentlemen? I just have to. I have to throw a – I'm trying to multitask, and it's super hard sometimes. <laughs> Nick is a god for figuring out how to do button clicking so fast sometimes. Yes. Um, so I do have to say it, it is fun to have conversations with younger people about shoes sometimes. Uh, I posted this uh, this Puma ad on sneaker history this weekend with this guy like Lil Tecca who's like – who's a rapper – I would have never, ever listened to, but he did this Puma ad, and then it got me thinking, and I brought this up to both of you before. I guess I'll expand it out to listeners. Um, I want to have a younger person on the podcast or younger people on here to give those perspectives because I feel like we get caught in an echo chamber of like 30, 40, 50-year-old men griping about michael jordan and lebron james and <laughs> Allen iversons yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah we do that a lot so like it would be fun to have boy or girl just a younger person anyone give their perspective um so thank you for the review but comma young stuff is fun too like i didn't know who this person was like the ad was cool and then i got me thinking about how like I used to shop at Journey. I brought this up in the past. Like you can get dunks at Journeys back in the day. Yeah. I got my van slip-ons from there. It's just like a place you went to in the mall, and that's for kids who are younger. But that's where you start cultivating your sneaker love. Mm -hmm. That's where you start seeing different things and mm -hmm. you know building a taste. So yep. it's important to have younger voices in sneaker spaces. So if you're a younger voice, get in our DMs. Um, we love to try to work something out sometime to have different opinions. Guest spot. Chia. I'm going to keep doing that That's it. until Chia. Nick gets his roadcaster set up. Chia, chia, chia. Yeah. That's just going to be the sound. Um, high energy, high excitement. We're excited because it's NBA playoff time. Yes. We'll go into more like colorway specific talk later. But we're going to start this off. Rowett already alluded to it. Playoff tournaments happening. A lot of legacy things happened this year in the NBA. James Harden went by Coastal. Kevin Durant kind of came back. <laughs> Julius Randle killing it with a revitalized Derrick Rose in New York. LeBron James missed more time than he ever has in his career. There's been a lot of, a lot of weird things happening in the NBA. So we wanted to take a look back at signature shoes and their legacies in retrospect. I like my number one thought of all this was the penny four. Yes. No, pardon me. Penny three. Yes. That was weird. Maybe it was the penny four. I forgot which one of the two pennies it was, but penny was hurt the entire season. I believe it was the four. 
cool. He was hurt the entire season, came back, all-star break, just to get some games in yeah. wearing that shoe. More and more I think about it, it was the Penny 3. I thought it was 3. <laughs> yeah, Penny 3, now I think about it. But it's just like that shoe's legacy to me is always like the first of like many injuries to Penny. That's the hurt Penny yeah. shoe. So it got me thinking and us collectively about what signature shoes mean and I'll kind of just throw the first one out there to give an example. Um, we're going to start in Adidas land. And Derek Rose, Mike brought up the importance of having him on here. So we're going to start off with D Rose. The D Rose 11, a shoe I was still surprised there was a line of. I'm not going to lie. I, stopped, I thought it stopped at 10 and they were just retroing. So <laughs> my bad, Adidas basketball. Um, but... His career has been so opposite of that. I have seen more Derrick Rose yeah. highlights, newsreels, TikToks, everything this year because the Knicks are relevant. And when the Knicks are relevant, whoever's playing on the Knicks are elevated. Jeremy Lin gets elevated when you're killing it in New York. So him being a fantastic supporting player in New York has helped raise the stock of that shoe to where there's probably people buying it more. And it's the 11th one in with busted knees and busted legs, but he's killing it. So you two, what, what do you guys think? I'll start talking less and kind of uh, pitch I mean, more to you guys. You've already, you've already said it. This has been a revival of Derrick Rose's, uh, I don't want to say his career, because he's still been, he's been a heck of a utility player for the teams he's been on. But this has seen him in, a, in a, accepting a new role as the older veteran player. He's, what, averaging 20 points off the bench right now? Off the net with, with the Knicks after he was, was traded. Um, he's seen a lot of minutes again. He's learned how to control his, his body now. He's not just purely explosive all the time. He knows when to do it, when to be more finesse. And that says a lot because the Knicks are now the four seed in the NBA playoffs, and they haven't made it since, what, the 2013 with Carmelo Anthony? Yeah. Yep. Sound about right? That is true. Yep, that's true. That was the infamous semifinal series where I think they probably had a shot against the Celtics, but mm -hmm. unfortunately New York was going to New York at the time and they didn't make it out. But what yeah. I will say about th this sneaker is Derrick Rose is one of those rare players that I can think of. And the aforementioned Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill probably being other examples of this where they've literally been on every spot in the spectrum of being an NBA player. You've got the promising youngster. You've got the reigning MVP. You've got the promising player who was derailed by a catastrophic injury. You've got the utility player that Mike said. Now you've got the veteran old head who isn't there as much for his on-the-court contributions as he is there for his off-the-court contributions. One of the first things Derek Rose said when he was going to New York was, I'm there for Frank Quitley and all the young players on the team like R.J. Barrett. Mm -hmm. And I think he's done really well. And it shows something to me that Tom Thibodeau will always bring Derek Rose back regardless where he is. So there is this inherent trust between the two of them. Yep. And it's nice to see New York benefit from that because they haven't had the best luck basketball-wise. And the sneaker is probably more a testament in the sense of a lifetime achievement award than it is like, hey, you're hot in this moment. Because we could have seen Derrick Rose give it up a long time ago and we would have all been okay with it. It would have been a little bittersweet because as we've mentioned to in previous episodes, he was kind of the prince that was promised. And we never really got to see him at his full peak of his powers because yeah. of that one injury. But – to that man's legacy, he will always resonate with people because of the fact that he represents his city in a way that we don't see every day. So kudos to Derrick Rose, kudos to Adi Basketball for giving him a shoe that has held up like he has this year. 
And I don't think we yeah. can ask much more for from Derrick Rose, I would say. Yeah. And so, also, it was, it was super quiet, but he had two retros of his shoe this year. Um, both the the OG Chicago Derrick Rose one at a zero released in the black colorway. And then the, uh, the, the Brenda, the uh, red colorway released as well, still available on Adidas website. So all those quiet he's doing enough to get these retros like out and about. So I, I, although it may not be a shoe we talk about further down the line, we will be seeing clips of Derrick Rose in a Knicks uniform for the 2020, 2021 season. And that's how they're going to live on. So it's just going to be a piece of his history of his revival. Yeah. Tibbs better keep giving him jobs since he damn near broke his legs down into dust playing him so much in <laughs> Chicago. Um, so, all right. Rowett brought up repping cities. The Dame 7. What's what's the Dame 7's legacy? What's it going to be remembered for? Give me like right a couple now, buzzwords. Yeah. I'll, I'll t- from a Portland-centric perspective, it allowed a man to keep his house, as we've all kind of seen that yeah. popular meme and that popular tweet go out all across Twitter. Somebody had posed to Damian Lillard that, hey, uh, I need the Blazers to win 42 wins this year, otherwise I lose a house. But either way, I'm going to be your fan. So Dame, being the leader of the community he's been since he's touched foot in the Rose City, said say less, and he didn't have to do anything else because the Blazers got their 42nd win yesterday, and that man hopefully has a big house party to end all house parties this summer. Yeah. Um, I think as the sad part is, I think that's the only thing that she really means right now. It's only I Dame is is nothing against Dame, but I think he is just such a good player. Like I I love watching Damian Little play. Um, but I just don't think the sneaker itself is as memorable as, as the moments he like puts in our minds in that shoe. Like I couldn't tell you which shoe he had on when he does some of this like crazy scoring tears he goes on, how he brings his team back from the brink of just nothingness. I remember him. I don't remember the shoe just because the shoe itself does not have those moments, but he did throw in a shoe this year where it did pay homage to the Shaq Gnosis. Although we may not be getting that shoe for a while. That's probably the most memorable thing I've seen when it comes to his, his on court sneakers. But other than that, he's just a monster on the court. I will counter Mike's point by saying the Ric Flair yep. Dame 7 is probably the best Adidas colorway shoe I've seen in kind of like any model in a, in a really long time. Uh, so have to give props to that specific colorway. Um, yeah. It is I was going to say is. this, and I would love to get your two takes on this. I think for a non-Nike athlete, Dame has the best colorways in terms of the stories that are inspired by it. Because to Robbie's point, he's had that pro wrestling connection. We've got the Pusha T T collab for the Dame 6. He's had these different shoes that serve as almost a gaze into his soul. Because I think, hell, there's even a roller skating one. So for whatever reason, Damian Lillard's able to connect with his peers, his fans, and tell his mythology in a way that no other Adidas athlete in my mind can tell their story because we have these iconic colorways that we can remember for Lillard. And I may be ignorant and I may be biased because I live in Portland. I can't think of any other athlete like that from an Adi side of things. Mm, no, I think you're right. The closest person like probably, modern generation. Yeah. Only person I can think of that maybe even remotely close, but it's not as close to storytelling would be Donovan Mitchell. And we'll get to him later. But no, I think you guys are right. Um, 
he might have when it comes to the audio athletes, when it comes to storytelling, he, he's probably going to have the, um, the most, um, memorable, memorable. Yeah. For interest of time, let's just do a quick blurb on Donovan Mitchell. He's been hurt the whole time. So not really too much to report other than probably the shoe that Spider-Man collabs. That's what gets me every time. I, I love the way it mixes in with Marvel. He, he's like a standing. He has a new one coming out for the Ghost Spider colorway that just released like yesterday. You'll get me every time with that Spider-Man stuff, me personally. But I know he has been hurt. So I guess I have to do something to keep the interest um, bubbling. For sure. And that's the other thing that I think we'll probably touch on a little bit more with other athletes. A lot of injuries this year in the NBA. So I think that's one of the other reasons why we may be struggling to see what is that most memorable shoe in the regular season because a lot of these guys haven't been there the whole time. Yeah. The Crayola pack is also another good mm. Don issue too. Very nice. Uh, they are sweet. Um, so, okay, the biggest and most important Adidas signature athlete, Mr. James Harden, and the Volume 5. Um, this is going to be a shoe of uh, like a tale of two cities. Kind of, this is literally a tale of two cities. So, um, out of shape, unmotivated, forcing his way out in one city, and then like bonafide MVP candidate in another. So, the fl- I I like the flower stuff, like the the flower James Harden. This there's more than one flowery James Harden, which They're is all comical super, yeah. to me. Um, but that's super cool to me. The the mm-hmm. future natural. That's a really cool kind of like name to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's really cool. I I'm not my favorite person, not my favorite player, but uh, respect the foot game and just the numbers don't lie. So yeah, crazy uh, stats. Beautiful shoe. Um, I I think is yeah, it's more we're going to be remembered for the uh, I guess off court drama of him trying to force his way to Houston to get to to Brooklyn, but. Also, he had to before he got injured, which just doesn't really happen to James Harden. He was a front runner for MVP again in a transition period, which is you don't see that often. From one team to the next, you get MVP with that next team. That would have been a heck of a story if he would have done it in that shoe. I would have loved to see the MVP a couple of ways they could have done with that. I think my bold prediction is I think the future for Mr. Harden will be that come playoff time and come finals time, he might have this shoe of the postseason because I expect the Nets to make a deep run and I expect him to kind of lead the way because of the fact that he doesn't have to be that primary scorer and he can tap into what a lot of us know for a fact to be his greatest strength, which is playmaking, but not in that Houston sense of everybody stand in the corner and I'll figure this out. He has a more dynamic cast of characters to play with. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how James Harden does in the postseason. And I think this would be my prediction for probably a top three, if not top one shoe of the post. Can't be mad. Agreed. Let's let's mix it in. Let's mix in, mix it up. Let's put two different phrases together. Um, Let's do some Under Armour. I'm going to give you a warning. The second one's going to be Joel Embiid. So if you need to Google it again, Joel (laughs) Embiid. I still remember it. Is he on two yet or is it still one? It's still one. The, there's okay. going to be a second one, though. Okay. But let's, let's start out with the shoe Mike brought up already, the Curry 8, the Curry brand originator, the first uh-huh. offshoot, the worst logo ever. But the shoe, I still don't want a pair personally, but I love seeing them on his feet. He does. I love mm-hmm. seeing mismatch, and it's the royal with the yellow. Yeah. And he's done it so many times in different combinations is on his feet doing what Steph does 
fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just these are going to be the shoe. These are, these are the scoring title Stephs. Yeah. I think this is honestly the shoe of the NBA of this season uh, because everyone thought this was going to be the year that Steph Curry got exposed. It's just kind of a one-trick pony. He basically shoved the scoring t- title down everyone's throat and did it meaningfully. He brought his team back from the abyss of nothingness that was last year. Um, although they are in a playing game, which is probably going to be the best game of the playoffs between them and the Lakers, I think. Um, I believe Steph Curry is MVP of the NBA this year. Uh, although every every sign points to Nikola Nikolai Jokic, get I, I uh, Nikolai Jokic. Jokic, yeah. See, I can't even say his name. I'm right? sorry, bro. That's all right. That's all but, good. But uh, I just I I I hope this is MVP shoe along with a scoring title shoe, just because the man did. Like he was freaking just working all sorts of magic on that court. It was just, I felt like a kid again. Like I felt like a kid again watching MJ play and, you know, like the Jordan 12 uh, playing in the 11s. Like I want this shoe. And I felt that as a 31 year old man. So that says a lot. And that was an Under Armour shoe. So that's it. I think that's pretty brilliantly said. I will say this to paraphrase the phraseology from another proud Oakland representative, Steph went beast mode this year. Mm -hmm. It's the shoe of the regular season to Mike's point to Robbie's point. He got buckets in the shoe. He had different stories that he could tell with the shoes. And I've done a complete 180, if you will. Shout outs to Joel Embiid, where now I want a pair of these shoes and I'm desperately trying to see, okay, how can I do this while still maintaining some sort of decorum with my current employer? (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. It's exactly that. There is, it's no longer a heat check. It's a Steph check as far Mm -hmm. as I'm concerned, because the range is limitless. He makes it look effortless or Stephanless, as uh, the guys on TNT say. And really, this will go down as probably his most impressive individual season, despite the fact that he's won two MVPs, including a near unanimous, if not unanimous one. Sorry, Shaq. So, yeah, shoe of the regular season. Really interested to see what noise he gets in the playoffs, because if the certain set of results bounce his way, I could see them take a Phoenix or a Utah to at least seven games. And then if you Mm -hmm. go to seven with Steph, anything's in play. Yeah. Very, very well said. Very, very true. I would not wear those anywhere near your employer. Um, <laughs> hoodie and glasses, man. Just cover up. Nowhere near it. Uh, the Embiid one, though, the the forgotten one, we, we have a lot of Nike people to get through in 15 minutes. So I'll say the forgotten one. But MVP level season. This is the best yeah. Joel Embiid's ever looked. I forgot he had his own shoe. So he's been good, but I completely forgot about his shoe. So it's very uh, not memorable for me. His his game this year, he stayed on the court for a majority of the season, which I'm impressed. And he did a lot of work, did some good things, led that Sixers team to what uh, was a number no number one seed. Did they get yeah. to number one? Number yeah. one seed in the East. Yeah. So impressed by his performance, still very unimpressed by sneaker. Big men don't move sneakers. That's what we've always kind of been taught, whether it's Mm -hmm. true or not. This is kind of a damning indictment of that because to the point that my co-hosts have made, Joel Embiid had his best year. Had he stayed healthy for, I think, anywhere for five to ten more games, I think he's your MVP. But there's not one moment that I can think of that has the iconic shoe on his feet as he's making said moment. The same way that we've seen with the Curry 8 this year, the same way we've seen with Jordan's pass, Iverson's pass, Kobe's pass. Yep. True. True. I can't do it. I can't do it very well. Um, speaking of not doing it very well, 
Um, let's just bring up Kawhi really quick. Um, what shoe does that fool even wear now? Bro, he snuck in his second version after he came back from injury. No one even knew it existed. He just started wearing something brand new. Like, oh, yeah, it's the Kawhi, too. I, I kind of put that one on New Balance. I, I love New Balance, your sneakers, but you guys have some real weird marketing when it comes to the performance piece because you guys didn't say a word. You gave him an all-white version of that sneaker. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> no, I think this is a chicken and egg situation because is the marketing bl- uh, bad or does Kawhi not want to – show that side of his personality it's just kind of a weird mishmash and i don't think a younger more and i wouldn't say younger but i'd say an inexperienced company like new balance in the basketball field has the savvy to navigate Mm -hmm. a Kawhi leonard signature shoe especially if he's the face of your division so well but i don't want to get too far off down the path here but when it came to the ominous you know the four bounce colorway of his signature they did that so well. So it's not like they don't know how to market the shoe. It was just a weird rollout. Was it like an MJ situation of him taking a prototype and just, I want to play in this one? So I guess I can't, like you say, I can't put it on them. Maybe it's a Kawhi thing where he just but, snuck it out there. Right. And I'll just push back a little bit on that. It's just the fact that that four bounce shoe was an iconic moment. And we True. know where we were when we watched that. I just say, like, you follow the four bounce up with, like, this Yeti colorway, the Jolly Rancher colorway. And that's where I'm just slightly confused of, like, what are you trying to tell us with this guy? Like, Mm. what is his defining characteristic in his game that you try to use to amplify the story that's being told on foot? Mm -hmm. You're not sneaker history. You're not Marshawn Lynch. No one cares about your candy preferences. (laughs) Nobody's got got time for that. Um, Speaking of not having time. I don't mean this in a negative way because I, I am also a firm believer that we criticize what professional athletes do way too much. But speaking of not having time, Kyrie didn't have a lot of time for playing this year. He uh, He's just like, yeah, I'm not going to. But most importantly, we're not Kyrie Irving. We don't know what he's doing in his personal life. We don't know what he's going through. Yeah. So if he doesn't want to play, doesn't want to get paid, I'm not his boss. You're not his mom. You're not his dad. Let the man <laughs> live. Um with that said, the Kyrie 7 didn't. I mean, so there's a Concepts collab. There's a million different colorways. Nike.com has 7 alone just chilling right now. Yeah. Um, I would say the Kyrie 7, if they win the championship, is still kind of like a muddled, a, a muddled story down the road. It looks so much like yeah. the 6, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, it's... It's it's flubber. It has no shape, but it's bouncy and cool. Like yeah. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I I'm with you about the six. I think it's, it seems like a hybrid of the six and three to me when I first saw it. Um, you're right though. It it is kind of muddled, and I think it got muddled more in between of the interest of what Kyrie the person was doing as opposed to what sneaker he's wearing. Because typically his his uh, footwear is a story throughout the year for a season, and this hasn't been it. He's going through a lot of personal changes, which, again, all fine. You know, you do your thing. That's not our business. But I will say that if they go make a deep run, as Ro uh, kind of alluded to earlier, talking about the Nets just getting, you know, maybe out of the East and getting on that, that finals tear, we can see some good things. I mean, I'm really excited for this Weatherman pair coming out because I never had Weatherman KDs. That friendship is going to do a lot of things in future seasons, I think. Um, so maybe a couple flashes in a pan for this colorway just to spark some interest. But as a whole, it all depends on what they do in a postseason, what this sneaker really means, I think. 
from a regular season perspective, I think he is the shoe of the Nets because, quite frankly, he was the one that's been there the most in spite of the fact that he's missed some time. Mm -hmm. They all have, but he was the one constant presence. The one thing that I did not see about this Kyrie line, but I have also haven't been paying attention the same way I normally would, was with the fours, the fives, and the six – it wasn't just the fact that Kyrie wore them, but it seems so much of his peers wore them. And if there was a spiritual successor to the Kobe line in terms of everybody having a pair, it seemed to be that the Kyrie was it. I could be speaking completely out of turn. I didn't see that with the seven. But then I also look at it to the point that Mike made where maybe we're just getting ready for the postseason because this Nets team as a whole should be graded as an incomplete because we haven't mm. had the time to see all three of them make those memories in those moments in their respective shoes because eight when games. Harden is out. Uh-huh, <laughs> go ahead. No, let's just follow up what you said. Eight games. That was all I had to say. That's all I have been eight together. Games, eight games for the three of them assorted numbers for all of them individually. And with the exception of the play that was yesterday, which I will say this, the alley-oop from the behind-the-back pass off the wall, basically something coming out of NBA Street that the uh, Brooklyn Nets had last night, that's the play of the year. And that's where we saw a Kyrie 7 pass to Mike James, Portland's finest, who then threw it off the uh, glass to KD, wearing the KD 14. That might be the defining moment from a single perspective, play perspective mm-hmm. but yeah we'll have to see what this happens in the playoffs yeah honestly i think sue bird is going to be the one she always wears Kyrie's. WNBA is having a hot start to the season 25th season and i think it may mean more there if we don't get a good postseason run here fair and i think that speaks to the brilliance of the Kyrie because it's the one shoe that i can think of that's a signature shoe who's performance and whose reputation gets elevated by non-signature wearers mm-hmm Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom pass on the break was better than the, the Nets one, but that, I'm biased. So you, you brought up the KD 14. Let's just keep it going with KD. Um, again, injury riddled, not even really injury, more like injury prevention riddled. Yeah. You, you tweak it a little bit, sit out two weeks. Normally I tweak out a little bit. Normally I, I tweak it a little bit and I just, I, I go to sleep five minutes later. So <laughs> everybody's a little different. Um, but the 14, I mean, I haven't, I, I sold every Katie I owned, told the story a million times. Once he went to the Warriors, I sold every pair of Katie's I own, haven't bought a pair since. I had a friend offer me a trade of a Katie that I liked, an old Katie that I like. Like Robbie likes that shoe, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not acquiring a Katie sneaker. So the 14 to pass for me, but. I haven't seen him enough. Like I'll, every other shoe, I have so many memories of Katie kicking somebody's ass wearing it. Yeah. I feel like this season, I'm just, I'm, I'm told he kicks ass when he wears it because I just never happen to see with my own two eyes when he plays. I see the stat sheet when he does, does amazing things through the limited playing he's done this season. But just like I don't have any connection to it, I'm good. I yeah. think it's kind of just a transition shoe. And transition is kind of the word I was going to go with because not only is it a transition shoe, but it transitioned in the middle of the season. It wasn't something that was, oh, let's, let's debut it on Christmas or let's debut it for the postseason. It was just randomly in the middle of the season. He decided to announce it. And with the injuries or injury prevention, there's no big moments. We had one yesterday, as Rowan mentioned, with the uh, off the backboard uh, dunk, which, hey, that very well may be, be the moment. If it is the play of the year, the moment where that shoe shines. But with KD's, he's just taken so many weird left turns with his shoe. The last KD I actually purchased was the KD7. They did another weatherman on that one. 
And that was the last one I really, really bought because I just, the direction of the shoe was just going everywhere. Um, and yeah, just, I think his, I don't want to say his personality is becoming, and I don't mean to say this in any malice way, but it's becoming less likable as a player. And I feel like his shoes are losing that luster because everyone loved him when he played for OKC. Like how many people can go back and say, oh, I love the KD4 no matter how much it killed my feet when I played or the KD6, that super low sneaker, people loved it. But I think with people's, with his constant just battling with media, just battling with people on social media, people are less, he's less likable to people, which it probably in turn ch- changes your fan base, or your sneaker purchases. So I'll be devil's advocate here. I kind of like the shoe. It is reminiscent of the KD4 with the big strap. And I think there's a Presto cage on the other side, if I, Correct. I could be wrong. He he is a very interesting player, and I know I sound like a broken record when we alluded to the, his two previous Brooklyn Nets teammates where this is an incomplete for me. But mm-hmm. I think that load management is done because the real season starts next week when the postseason mm-hmm. starts. Yeah. And that's where I think we're going to see Kevin Durant at a possible crossroads in his life because this is the first time that he truly is getting what he wants. The thought was he might have gotten that with the Warriors, but unfortunately anybody that goes to that Steph-led squad is playing for second best, even though statistically and performance-wise KD was probably just as good, if not better, to those bottom two titles that the Golden State Warriors won. He is now the guy. Kyrie, James Harden, all look up to him. He is the alpha. So that's where I think this is going to usher in a new era of KD. And this is where we're going to judge him in terms of his long-lasting legacy. I well, like the shoot, though. I don't think James you. Harden looks up to him. In my, that's a whole other conversation. I think James Harden's so good. He's just like, looks at him eye to eye. That's fair. But yeah. I think, put it this way, if prior history is anything that we're going to use as an indicator, I think... Speaking for that Brooklyn Nets fan base, and I could be wrong, at me at Twitter or Instagram, you want KD taking that shot because, unfortunately, James Harden can never make that shot. Yeah, that's that's a whole other – we got eight more shoots yeah, to go it's through. A, it's, and, a, it's a slippery slope, and yeah. we've got limited time. <laughs> um, so a few words. I mean, so Giannis and the Freak 2, Mike said transi- – I mean, we said transition back and forth at each other. But um, just a shoe came out at a weird time. I think we, we are – we are numb to what he does now, which is just fantastic. It's crappy because it's so fantastic that it's crappy that numb is the way you would describe fantastic play over multiple seasons. Like you're numb to it. It's just like, Oh, dunk from the free throw line again, 20 and 20. Like, Oh no, but cool. It's like, he's just so fantastic. It's kind of like, yeah. But you know what? It's not because of him. I don't think because I respect, uh, Giannis as a player it is very hard for me to watch Bucks games though I realize that I hate their play like I don't know what it is I can't really explain it I have to I would have to sit there and analyze the games and say why I don't like it but I cannot sit there watch a Bucks game because although the offense runs through Giannis they do some weird things sometimes it's just really just jarring to me and I don't know but I I'm not a huge fan of the shoe I think it looks good I think they could do better colorways of it there's some better things they can do but as a whole i think the shoe's great it's on an amazing player they've actually stopped i feel like they stopped paying attention to it this year like the whole like Giannis as a person like how i haven't heard his name barely anything throughout the season it's all been about lebron and lakers steph dominating with the warriors uh everything going on in the east with joel and b on on the 
the 76ers, Derrick Rose come back, Julius Randle, all those. The Bucks. I don't know if it's just their market, but literally they're like, oh, yeah, there's a team there in Milwaukee. Completely forgot about them. I have a theory, and I think there is no modern player that has been a victim of his own success more than Giannis. And I think it's because of the fact that, in a sense, he was the anti-KD because he's the kid that decided to stay home at the small market and just Mm -hmm. kind of build it up organically. To your point, Mike, the news around Giannis this year was, is he going to sign the Supermax? Because everybody and their mom thought he was going to be the next big free agent that all these teams were going to throw themselves after. Giannis decided to flip that narrative on the head and said, you know what? I'm going to stay in Milwaukee because I've got a squad now. And I think from just a player perspective, he has the most to lose if he doesn't win the finals this year. Because we've already seen that Giannis fatigue. He's won MVPs the last two years. And I know a lot of people, especially reporters and members of the media, feel jilted when the anointed chosen ones don't live up to that hype. And I think a lot of the frustration people have is because of the fact that he couldn't live up to that potential. The thing I can think of is the Tyra Banks meme where it's like, we all believed in you, Giannis, and it didn't happen. He's got the squad. And (laughs) my prediction is this. We're going to see an Eastern Conference Finals between Philly and Milwaukee because I think Mm. Brooklyn's one year away. And this is the year where, to your point, Mike, Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and the good Lopez brother are just going to sneak under the (laughs) radar. The good Lopez brother? Look, the less entertaining, but tangent. There are no, there's no, not a set of twins with more masculine physiques and skill sets, but with feminine names like Brooke and Robin Lopez. It's true. It's true. I didn't think about that. Oh, that's a whole different discussion. That's awesome. Brooke's one of my favorite. He's fantastic, and Robin's great too. So, I mean, I really do want to go through every one of the major brands. Sorry. Gordon Hayward and other people of other brands. Does he just still play basketball? Gordon Hayward is hurt every two days. He does, but um, I feel bad. So PG five. I mean, <sighs> Paul George. Yeah, yeah. I think we can kind of go <laughs> on that and, and keep it moving. Um, can I ask a question, Robbie? Did you purposely put him at the end and that limp, flustering? <laughs> Is that no. just indicative of how we all truly feel about Paul George in the playoffs? Like, is this one of those visual metaphors I hear a lot about, but I don't realize I'm in it until after? I think it's a master metaphor for Paul George as a whole because there's li- there's literally just three other people I want to get to over him, and he's great, but there's just like three at least three other people on the wing I'd rather have. So it's just like <laughs> it's nothing against Paul George; he's fantastic. He's a great player, but yeah, there's three other people I want to get to. So um, one of them being LeBron, the 18's definitely just the hurt LeBron shoe, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the hurt LeBron shoe. It really, it would have been, again, if he would have gotten hurt, he was again in that, that really top two, top three people for MVP this year. Would have meant something amazing. Again, they flipped the script, come out of this playoff play-in tournament, and win the finals, boom, we have a whole other story to tell with it. But right now, to me, it is just a shoe. It's kind of in that, you know, that 13, 14, 15 LeBron range. I'm just like, oh, okay, they're here. I don't – nothing special, though. Mm-hmm. So he recently made news where he compared himself to the Godfather trilogy. And we all know about the Godfather trilogy. The first two movies are top 10, top 5. And then the third is, eh, to yeah. be very kind. Would that be an appropriate call out of his footwear as well? Because I like these later end LeBrons, but I just don't feel that he has 
captured our hearts and minds the same way he's done with previous generations of his shoe. I think what hurt it was a LeBron watch this year because a, it is just a absolute cluster. Second, they're not releasing 18s. They're releasing everything else, which ask me what I'm more excited about the next 18 release or the Miami Knights coming out in a couple weeks, like or South beaches or sprites. Those are, I bought more LeBron eights than I've bought 18s. And it's just one of those, like, it's just nothing has been really out there to, except for the Atmos collaborations. There's nothing out there that's been like, ooh, I really want this shoe. This colorway is really calling to me. He, it just hasn't been, I don't know if it's just a model and the colorways are suffering for it or vice versa. Very, all very accurate. This is kind of, they're all good, but they're just not as good as the first two acts or movies. So the last two people I wanted to end with, Chris Paul, honorable mention, nobody cares about his shoes. He's been fantastic this year, though. He could literally win MVP and the championship, and people still wouldn't know what Chris Paul number we're on right now. And there's, That's nothing that's against the line. It is what it is. So I do want to bring up two people, though. So one young, one not as young, but the not as young one doing what is just spoken of on ESPN back and forth about whether or not it's impressive or not. It's fucking impressive. The why not 0.4 Russell Westbrook averaging a triple double for the fourth time in five years, something like that. Yeah. Um, Just Russell's. So they're better than the Chris Paul line. They look better. The colorways are better. Still doesn't get any shine because he's so polarizing. You either love Russ like I do or you hate him. Um, It's just the shoe. It has to be known for something just from this feat. Once you break like wilt level records, the shoe has to be worth something historically. So this is it's a historic shoe. Is it the best one of the four? No, but. It's historic, Props. yes, but what Jordan Brand does, and they keep doing it, is every time he has an accomplishment, they give him a pack of shoes of like a retro, and some, like, and they just like the what the fifteen and the Converse pack they did for whatever it may be. They have to do something with his shoe, so we can have this discussion like, oh, this is a shoe, this is a triple double, all time triple double shoe from Russell Westbrook from this season. They're going to do something like, oh, here's a Jordan 15 that's all gold and has, like, Russ's accomplishments on it. They're not going to do anything with that shoe, which hurts the brand, I think. Well, his brand. Mm -hmm. It's the gift and the curse of being a Jordan brand athlete because Mm -hmm. you're always going to have that shadow loom over you. And to Mike's point, if you're including our yesterdays as a part of Russell Westbrook's todays, it dilutes his accomplishment. And I'm not sure they're intending to do that. But to people like us where we're asked to give our opinion, that's what it looks like because you're saying, hey – this great accomplishment that very few people have done, it's awesome, but we're going to also put it next to Jordan because that's what we do. And it's a great idea to put them together. Maybe you can buy them separately because you don't want Russell to take away the shine from the Jordan 15. And similarly, you don't want the Jordan 15 to take the shine away from Russell. But it's it's frustrating because I'm not necessarily a Russell Westbrook guy for whatever reason. I just think at times it can be very frustrating to watch. But Respect is respect, and he's done a lot. And I think similar to Derrick Rose, he's had a resurgence or a renaissance this year. And similar to Giannis, people have kind of gotten sick of how good he was and how he didn't live up to the accolades we wanted to give him. So kudos to Russ for ending this year in a way that I don't think any of us really anticipated him doing so. 
your children will annoy you. You still love them, though. So yes. <laughs> it's it's a fine line. Now, speaking of children and in the interest of my initial point 45 minutes ago, you got to have the kids in here. So I wanted to end on the Zion 1. I thought it was called the Z code. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's the Zion that's everyone, 1. That's what they dubbed it as in the beginning, but they I guess they changed it for release. But, yeah, we all were in the same boat on that. So, I mean, it's a perfect – he's not Michael Jordan. He's not going to be Michael Jordan. But – his first signature shoe coming along with the first season that like, you know, COVID injuries, things derailed his rookie year, but his first full season as a pro healthy first signature shoe, they are marketing the hell out of it. I'm just looking at the video they have on his product page. And it's a really fun video. It describes him as with a down to earth persona and abilities that are out of this world. Zion is like anybody else. That's that's the opening tagline, which mm, is yeah. so true. That's is an infectious smile. He's Barkley 4.0. It's just like there's there's so many things going on there. Um, the shoe is still meh. Like from a design perspective, it's still meh. But it's going to be remembered. It's not going to be a Jordan one, but it's not going to be like the 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 Westbrook one. It's not going to be like the Chris Paul one. It's not going to be like any of the other. Jordan signature shoes ever to release. Yeah. This is going to be like an actual re there's going to be a legacy behind this Zion one, whatever that legacy is, is to be determined, but this is going to be the only one that's going to be remembered. I think from the Jordan line of signatures. Yeah. I, I think all of it is a basic shoe. I think they did it to where it is a wearable sneaker. It's not something like this. They, they did straight a little bit of the way of the Jordan brain athlete shoe. They, they took a little bit more time with this one. Looks like, um, I am, I do have some questions in regards to design. I mean, with, with the, uh, I guess the really lightweight mesh upper, I think you would have given him more leathers and tougher material for his size. But I think Robbie, you said it best is this is the start of a legacy for Zion and his footwear footwear uh, piece. And, I really like to see where it goes next. I'm really unfortunate that the Pelicans, no matter how hard they played this year, they just couldn't get past themselves and injuries. So hopefully next year will be, you know, it's just that building piece. It's kind of like LeBron and the Cavs all over again, just trying to figure it out. Got this big name who can possibly be your savior. But you just have to get make sure you get the right pieces, get the right coaches around them to make sure you can get them to the promised land. Yep. If you ask me to introduce somebody to the game of basketball and hope that that person becomes a lifelong fan like the three of us are, I would point them to a Zion game because mm -hmm. he's truly something that we've never seen before, and that's exciting. Yeah. The shoe is that legacy point that both of you kind of mentioned, so I will try not to hammer the same points, but this is an inflection point to me because if Jordan Brand can't do it with this, then I wonder, like, what is the point of having a signature athlete? Because you have gotten somebody that's been handcrafted by the basketball gods and the marketing gods and given to you. And we've all had our frustrations with the Z code or the Zion one, but it's one of those things where in a way I think it's kind of fitting that he didn't make it to the playoffs this year, because I don't think this design is ready for us to remember Zion in the way that we would when players have deep runs in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice appetizer of a shoe 
I'm interested to see what the main course looks like. And hopefully next year we get to see him in the playoffs and we get to see him dunk on everybody with these shoes and make those new fans because he is going to be one of those end pieces from one era that's going to bridge it to the next era. So I have high hopes for Zion. I have high hopes for Jordan Brand. But right now this is just an introductory shot at the bow across the rest of the footwear and basketball worlds. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> Gave you some Chet Hanks there. All right, so that's all I got for you guys. Any parting thoughts? Uh, no, nah, I'm just waiting for tomorrow where these playing tournament starts. Head nod. Playing tournament, Luca Lowe's. That was the one shoe that I'm kind of excited for that we haven't really talked about. And, yeah, I just want everybody to be healthy in the playoffs because we didn't get a good bill of health from the regular season. So here's hoping that changes itself during the postseason. Fingers crossed. Yes. So, gentlemen, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. Of course, Sneaker History all day, every day. And YouTube at Mike Gillory. Bro, where can they find you, bud? On Twitter, at Rohizi uh, for Shizi, And then on Instagram, RoadM13. may have got my Twitter name wrong, but it's been that kind of week. So thank you for your patience. You definitely did. But <laughs> like, subscribe, follow Sneaker History. Everybody, peace. See ya. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.